to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege as always that you have taken your time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those joining us for the very, 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 very first time, let me just welcome you and thank you for joining our conversation. Let me let you know what this is the day is all about. We discuss various topics that the church body did not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or just shut down from talking about altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject, all of us no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a true, honest conversation here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Let's continue our conversation about relationships. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of sad because this is our last one of this series of the 10 principles of relationship. And so I know on this journey, a lot of I've been getting great feedback. I appreciate all the feedback and support. But for those listening for the very first time, we're talking about relationships. Go back and listen to the previous episodes. There are eight different episodes uh, about this uh, series, whether it be personal, romantic, business or spiritual. Everything begins. Everything begins. And I mean, everything begins and ends with relationship. Even the so-called, you guessed it, come on now, say it with me, the self-made millionaire, which there is no such thing because the self-made millionaire needs people. No matter what field you're in, whether you're single or married, a relationship would have to be formed to get from where you are to where you want to be. We are all created. All means all created to be in relationship or in connection with other people. If you ever want to know where you are in your life, start evaluating yourself, start grading the quality of your relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this last principle, principle 10, my God, we're at 10 already. For successful relationships, let's review what we cover for those joining us for the very first time. Listen to this series over and over again, whether this is your first time or you've listened to this whole series, continue listening to this series, Faith Come By Hearing. I promise you, you will pick up new stuff you forgot or did not hear the first time. Even I, while we're still having this conversation, I still learn every time I teach this series. So in episodes one through seven, we discussed eight, or we know we discussed nine principles. Ah, look at that. We on number 10. We discussed nine principles for a successful relationship, which are the principle of agreement, uh, connecting to the great, uh, covenant, purpose, uh, exclusivity, the principle of transparency, the principle of mutual benefit, the principle of sacrifice, and principle nine, which was in the last episode, is synergy. 
Yes, 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 yes. Let's remember that conversation. Let's go over that a little bit for those joining us for the first time. We said uh, synergy was principle nine. It is the interaction of elements or people when combined produces a total effect that is greater than the sum of the individual. My goodness. We also said you need other people to become what you need to be. That was major, major, major for a lot of people. I got a lot of feedback on that. That was a breakthrough for a lot of people. Uh, need You need other people to become what you need to be. We also said principle nine of Synergy says one can put a thousand to flight, but two will put 10,000 to flight. Look, two is better than one. Isn't that what we said? Also, we said in Synergy, God has not called us to independence, but he has called us to interdependence, being mutually relying on each other. Yes, being mutually reliant. That even means Oprah too. Oprah, I love it. That's my girl. But even Oprah in her billions of dollars still needs Stedman and she still needs Gail. She's got to have people around her that are mutually reliant on her just as she is not on them, but they with her. Also, in order to have a relationship with one, you just may have to disconnect from another. That was huge for a lot of people too. Some people put that in their fake, in their uh, Instagram stories. In order to have a relationship with one, you may just have to disconnect from another. Look, look, look. Isn't that what part of exclusivity is? Look, everybody can't go where you're going. Everybody can't be in your inner circle. Look, even if you're the social butterfly, everybody seems to love you. I get it. But look, even... Judas was in there with Jesus with the 12. And when Jesus had 12, he still had an inner circle of three. And then when those three got on his nerve, he went by himself. I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, in order to have a relationship with one, you may just have to disconnect from another. We also said in Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with wise men will be wise. So even if you don't think you have too much wisdom, just because you're walking with wise men, you'll be wise. But it says the companion of fools will be destroyed. So even if you're wise and you happen to be around a companion in fools, look, they're going to be destroyed. So I suggest you separate from them. Oh, my goodness. This is getting rough already, ladies and gentlemen. We're just reviewing right now. Also, we said, if intimacy does not give birth to change, then any future relationship becomes unnecessary. This means positive change into a person's life. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if you are having people in your life that are not giving positive change to your personal life and you're not giving positive change to them, say it with me. Why are you continuing the relationship? Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the continence of his friend. That word continence means your demeanor. That also means you ever have somebody come around that just brightens up your day? Well, look, if you're going to have people in your life and y'all going to be sharpening each other, they also, they got to give you an energy boost. They also got to raise your continence. Look, even if your spirits are low, it's just something about them when they come around, whether it be friends, personal, romantic, business, it's just something about when they're coming around that they just, you just light up like a Christmas tree. Or when you come around them, they light up like a Christmas tree. Putting that positive change into a person's life. That's what intimacy is all about. Into me, you see. If you don't have people around in your life, oh, look, we go close strong, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all better listen to me on this. If you don't have positive people in your life, you need to start, look, look, doing the exorcism, whatever you need to do, start cleaning it up. 
y'all can have a personal conversation. If that conversation don't work and produce change, look, why are you keeping those relationships? Oh man, I'm gonna get some mail. I'm gonna get some emails. Somebody not gonna like me now. Also, the, the meat of Synergy was the seven most important people in your life. Uh, this had a positive effect on a lot of you as well. Uh, for those listening, we said the seven most important people in your life are the ones, the first one was those that motivate you to obey. And when we say obey means who are the people that motivate you to do the right thing? You got to have those people that motivate you to do the right thing. Also, we said those who are guided by their character. Remember, we talked about Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Uh, we talked about how he was accused of rape. Uh, by the by Potiphar's wife, uh, Potiphar, because he knew that Joseph was led by his character, should have killed him, but he did not. He threw him in jail instead. So when you're guided by your character, people will notice that that will get you a long way. Also, those are the people that you want in your life that have character and integrity. Those are the people that are also tell you the truth in your life. My goodness. Also, we said number three, those who are assigned to your future, your tomorrow people. Like we talked about David and Jonathan's son, how Jonathan had died. And because Jonathan and David uh, were knit together, when David became king, he said, look, is there anybody so I can honor not only Saul, my mentor, but who was also trying to kill me, that I can honor his son as well. Someone in that family. And David took care of his son, Mahibotheth. Also, we said, number four, those who defend you in your absence. Jonathan and David again. If you ever want to look at a model friendship of what it looks like, read the story about Jonathan and David in the Bible. Whether you believe in the Bible or not, I'm telling you, if you read that story, you will see, you, it encompasses of what a friend really is. Also, those, we said number five, those who fear God more than they love you. Look, we said in Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Look, I told you about the some of the friends I have in my life. Look, I don't want I don't want lies from them. They we're close knit, we're together. Look, if I ask them a question, look, tell me the truth because if you don't tell me the truth, how am I going to get better? Then you want to sit over there and talk about me behind my back. But no, you want those people to tell you the truth so you can get better. You want to make remember the goal is to make somebody better and not bitter. Also, we said number six, those who unlock your gratitude. Look, 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 look. We said David and Abigail. Remember David uh, and Nabal. David and his men were, per were protecting this guy's Nabal's, uh, all his possession and his lands uh, from people. Then all he asked for uh, Nabal was, look, can you just give uh, my me and my men some food and, and drink uh, just as a thank you? You know, we, we did this out of the kindness of our heart, but look, we're weary. He was like, no, kick rocks, get out of my face. I didn't ask you to do that. Oh, so David said, oh, it's like that? Okay. So then David was about to do his thing and just slice him up. But then Abigail, a woman of wisdom, discernment, what she did, she said, look, she started baking some breads and she got wine, water. She got the whole nine, came out uh, to David, fell prostrate at his feet and said, hey, look, my husband is an idiot. I'm sorry. Look, take these cakes, take this wine, take this bread and feed your men. And please don't do this because you are about to do be the king and you don't want this on your record. David was grateful that somebody cared enough, even though she didn't really know, but she knew who he was going to be. 
he was grateful enough. She unlocked his gratitude, grateful enough to spare from doing this thing that could have fallen him for the rest of his life. Also, we said number seven, those who inspire us to sow. Look, 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 look. You got to have people around you that want to give because you should be giving to them. It should be a mutual exchange, a mutual obligation, a mutual benefit. You want people around that want to sow and receive, give and receive. Remember, I said those on our two on the same side. It's not give or take. Give or take are on the opposite side. You don't want to be in a relationship where somebody's always giving and someone's always taking. What do we say? There's no, the, the bad relationships of what the world lives on is 50-50. When we know a relationships are 100-100. You bring 100% of you who you are. I'm going to bring 100% of who I am. If look, my one of my philosophies, look, if I'm in a relationship with you and I have a penny and you have a penny and we both exchange pennies, that means both of us still have a penny and nobody feels robbed. That means reciprocity took place. Oh, my goodness. That one was free, ladies and gentlemen. Next thing. Remember, we said synergy is the interaction of people or elements when combined produce a total effect for the greater sum of the individual. This is going to lead now into principle 10, which is major. This is not going to be a long episode. This is this one is short and packs a punch, ladies and gentlemen. Understand this, since this is the last show in this series, healthy relationships are important more today, more than ever before. On this show, we keeps it real. You know, we keeps it 100 with any conversation that we have without judgment or prejudice. The reason why there is such a cultural divide in the United States of America is because of the broken relationships. And we said, the truth be told, we are all born into a broken relationship, which is with God because of sin. Ladies and gentlemen, you know we're about to take off into principle 10. You know we like to take off together. You know, make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. If you're listening with somebody, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready, then let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for to close this series out is principle 10 for, for a successful relationship is the principle of ascent. Ascent is spelled A-S-C-E-N-T. What does ascent mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. The principle of ascent means upward movement, a rising movement. Remember this. Walk with the great and you will become great. Oh, I look, we could just stop right there and just end this whole thing right there. If you want to be great, you need to walk with great people. End of story, point blank, period. Why are we connecting to media? Uh-oh, did I, did I say the wrong thing right there? Mediocre? Mediocrity? And you want to know why your relationships are mediocre? mediocre? Is because you're not connecting to great people. Look, if people, some people want to choose to be mediocre or live in the middle, and that's fine. But look, if you want to have healthy relationships, if you want to be somebody great, because you have greatness already inside of you, but you're going to need somebody else great to unlock it. Walk with the great and you will become great. Y'all, somebody better listen to me now. Also, the next thing, hear me carefully. Your future rests in the lives of people of tomorrow. 
you must access them before you can continue your ascent towards greatness. Whoa, 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 whoa. You somebody better hashtag that Facebook, Instagram stories, whatever with that one. I'll say it again. Your future. Yes, I'm talking to you right there. Let's listen to this right now. Your future rests in the lives of people of tomorrow. Remember those tomorrow people we talked about. We said those yesterday people, we said those today people, and then we said tomorrow people. Those are the, we're looking for tomorrow people. You must access them before you can continue your ascent toward greatness. So look, we said you're going to walk with the great, you become great. But you better hurry up and access those people if you want to get to your destiny. Oh my goodness, that hit me right there saying it. Look, there is no time to waste on connecting to the great. Look, God has predestined a lot of you for greatness. Look, some of you already know what your destiny is. Somebody, God is going to take you to heights that you, it's going to blow your mind. He's going to do exceedingly above all that you can ask or think. But there are people, like we said in the last episode, that are assigned to you. These people are going to unlock your greatness. You need to connect with those people as soon as possible. I'm not talking about the hookup and name dropping. I'm not talking about that. But they're going to unlock some things in you that is going to take you to higher heights. Your tomorrow people, your future rests in the lives of people of tomorrow. You must access them before you can continue your ascent your upward rise, your movement to the top towards your greatness. Oh my goodness, I hope that helps somebody. The next thing in this principle of ascent, in order to get close to greatness, you must comply with greatness. Oh, oh, I just lost somebody. Somebody just said, what do you mean I must comply? Remember we said there are rules to enter and remain in a relationship. So in order for you to get close to greatness, you must comply with greatness. Look, there's a reason why if you're going to connect with them and you see greatness in them, whether they're established or they have influence, power or money, whatever it is about them that you're trying to connect to. Hopefully it's more of what's inside them that is making you better, that is sharpening your continents. Whatever you're trying to get close to them, they they have rules to not only connect with them, but also to stay connected with them. You must comply with whatever those rules are. Because look, I can never say this enough. There are rules to enter and also rules to remain in any relationship, whether it's business, personal, romantic. It does not matter. My God, I know somebody is mad at me right there. Next thing, in the principle of ascent. Oh my goodness, I hope this is helping somebody. Remember this, your posture, posture means attitude. Your posture will determine your ascent, meaning your upward rise in any relationship. This means your attitude will always determine your altitude. My God, listen to me. I'm going to say that again to help somebody. Your posture, meaning your attitude. So how you posture yourself, your attitude about it, will determine how high your ascent in any relationship. So remember, in plain English, 
Watch your attitude. The great, the people that you're trying to connect with, they already been through some stuff. Whether you're the great or they're the great, it doesn't matter. Both of y'all been through some stuff. Remember, your attitude will always determine your altitude. I can't say this enough because you know why? And a lot of people don't realize this. They're anointed, they're talented, they have all the gifts in the world, but they wonder why they can't make it. And I'm going to tell them why right now. Here is the secret. The reason why they can't get from where they are to where they want, to, where they need to be or where God needs them to be is because of their attitude. God blesses through people. I guarantee you there are people that have been holding their, their blessing right there in their hand, about to give it to them. And because the person that was supposed to deliver it saw their attitude, they said no, and it was passed over to the next person. Then whoever the gift was for, the person was able to recognize it because it was on somebody close to them in proximity of them. That's how this thing worked. And because of their bad attitude, it was not given to them. It was given to their neighbor. Oh, ouch. That hurt me saying that right there. You better understand your posture, your attitude will determine your ascent, how high you go in any relationship. Your attitude will determine your altitude. Somebody better sticky note that Facebook, Instagram stories, hashtag it. You better keep that always in your point, in your uh, sphere, your view. Next thing on this principle of ascent, my God, I hope this is helping somebody. Remember this, you will suffer both consequences and the rewards of those who are the closest to you. Oh boy, oh boy, I, I'm a living testimony of that. My God, let me say that again. You will suffer both the consequences and the rewards of those who are the closest to you. Remember I said, your choices affect others. Our, a lot of our choices affect others. Look, you're gonna pay prices for healthy relationships and you're gonna pay price, prices for poor relationships. But I'd rather pay the price for having the healthiest relationships I can versus poor relationships. You know, a lot of people say, life is too short for to be with somebody or to be somebody you don't like. Can I tell you something? It's really the other way around. Life is too long to be with somebody or in a, in a relationship that is unhealthy. Because whether you have to convince them to be in relationship with you or trying to uh, always convince them to stay with you or for them to be better, look, and they make this tug of war thing and it just gets tiring. Life is too long to be dealing with that. That's why you're gonna suffer both consequences and the rewards of those who are closest to you. So look, these are choices you're gonna have to make. Here is one of the secrets to all of this, to having better relationships. Choose better. Oh my goodness. First Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me now. If evil company corrupts good habits, and if you're somebody that has good habits, and you start choosing people to have around you that don't 
have good habits. Whose fault is it? It is not the other person's fault. It is yours for making the choice, especially if you see it. Oh my goodness, somebody don't like me now. Remember this, mediocrity pursues comfort while excellence pursues change. Oh, let me dive into this a little bit deeper for you. Mediocrity pursues comfort. Look, mediocre things, you know, mediocre people, look, they just want to be comfortable. Nobody wants to really build an empire. Nobody wants to be an impact player. Nobody wants to be really a kingdom builder. Nobody, all, everybody just want to be, well, I should say everybody, a lot of people want to be mediocre. Look, they just want to have, hey, I just want to be a comfortable life. You know, I just want to be able to do a little bit what I want to do. And that's fine. But when you're talking about excellence, when you're talking to be the top of your industry, when you're talking about, I want every relationship I have to be the ultimate. Look, it's got a, it's going to be a pursuit. Hebrews 12 and one says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Oh my goodness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. My God, ladies and gentlemen, if mediocrity pursues comfort while excellence pursues change, listen, here's the reason why it's hard. I wouldn't say hard why some people find it difficult to have healthy relationships. Because of the weight that other people are carrying, the baggage that people may be bringing into the relationship or that you may have in the relationship, what happens is that baggage ensnares us. And then what happens is this is a race. This is a race to have healthy relationships. But we have to run this race with endurance. Look, healthy relationships are not built. This is not a sprint. Healthy relationships is a marathon. This is something that you constantly got to work on is a consistent thing. A marathon is very consistent. A sprint like a hundred meter dash is look, I need to get down there in less than 10 seconds. No, I, or uh, this world lives in a microwave age. Right now this generation Z is a microwave age. Look, things are best cooked, not microwave. Look, what we need to be praying for, what you got to understand is to have healthy relationships. It's going to take endurance. It's okay if you get frustrated along the way. That's okay. But make better choices and understand, look, everybody is not perfect. You're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. They're not going to be perfect. And that's okay. But at least everybody has got to be going in the same direction. Kind of coming back to the principle of agreement. The first principle, how can two walk together unless they agree to do so. Ladies and gentlemen, when you talk about endurance, that word endurance means the ability or strength to continue or last, especially despite fatigue or stress or other adverse conditions. It's stamina. I'm telling you, this thing called relationship is going to take stamina. Are you going to get fatigued? Absolutely, man. People going to get on your nerves. You're going to get tired of keep pressing and, and tired of trying. I get it. Man, Are can people be stressful and overwhelming? Absolutely. But look, anything worth fighting for is worth having. And it's never, uh, sometimes it's never that, just the, what you're going through. Look, when having children, 
It's not about the birthing pains. The mother really don't remember that. She has it in the back of her mind, but the mother really wants a healthy baby. So after the baby comes, everything that she went through up to that point ceases to exist. Now she has the prize. So you got to understand, you're going to go through some stuff to have healthy relationships, but you got to endure. That's why God uh, strengthens us. You should, your prayer always should be strengthen yourself to endure. But you got to make great choices, good choices in people. Why? Because that'll cut down on the fatigue and the stress level and the adverse conditions you may face with somebody that has a whole lot of baggage. Look, I love an old school player, old school mentor used to tell me, the fleas come with the dog. Look, everybody got fleas, some way, shape, or form. Everybody got uh, things that they've done in their past. Everybody is a work under construction, and that's okay. But look, we have to start choosing people. We start to start choosing things that are going in the same direction as we are. Oh, man, somebody don't like me now. Another point from 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? What is the prize that we're looking for, ladies and gentlemen? We're looking for healthy relationships. That's the prize. We are all running this race called healthy relationships. Also in this scripture, it says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for this prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Look, thus I fight. Not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a thing called relationship is a race that we're all running. Why? Because God built us all to be in relationship with each other. But look, we're all competing to have healthy relationships. But we got to run this race. We got to run it with endurance. We got to run it and not get fatigued and get stressed. The way you take the stress and fatigue off all your relationships is choose better. Ah, my God. Next thing, remember this. Never spend time in the word of God and never spend time to do it. Ah, my God. Let me help somebody again. Never spend time in the word of God and never spend time doing it. Let me give you an example kind of like this. We're talking about relationships, right? We're talking about 10 principles uh, for successful relationships. But here's the thing. You guys can listen to these episodes all you want. But if you never spend time doing it, it will be all for naught. If you don't spend time doing, finding, being in agreement, how can two walk together unless they agree to do so? Or spending time on applying a, how to connect to the great or to be in covenant with each other to act together in harmony or finding purpose in the relationship or exclusivity. Look, you're gonna have to put that barrier up. Everybody can't go. You can't have an exclusive relationship with everybody. Also, that law of transparency, you're gonna have to spend time being fully disclosed, complete disclosure, mutual benefit, spend time applying that. What about sacrifice? My goodness, giving up your agenda in sacrifice. Also, synergy. Remember to interact, uh, two people interact and when combined produce a total effect that is greater, that's a greater sum of the individual. And then also to apply and spend time watching your ascension moving upwards, that, that rise. 
never spend time just listening to this and not spending time doing it. it doesn't make any sense you can listen to this all you want and i hope you do but what happens is knowledge is not just power knowledge is power when it's applied you're going to have to imply now the information that you know now you cannot go in denial i have covered this the best i can look there's a whole lot in these 10 principles but the way you're going to learn it the way you're going to have healthy relationships is you got to apply this information next thing my goodness i hope you guys still like me greatness becomes yours oh my goodness i gotta take my time with this one greatness becomes yours the moment you become small in your eyes ouch 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 greatness becomes yours the moment you become small in your eye. First Samuel 15, 17 says, so Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, you were, were you not head of the tribes of Israel and did not the Lord anoint you king of Israel? Here is the prophet Samuel talking to Saul. God gave Samuel instructions for Saul when he made him king. Saul did not follow all of those instructions. Here is Samuel reminding because Saul was bragging on, hey, I killed them all, but I left the king. You know, we made fun of him. You look, here's an offering uh, to God because uh, this is what I did for him. And that wasn't the instructions. Here is Samuel reminding Saul, God anointed you king when you thought you were nothing. Maintaining humility in your own eyes, no matter how successful, how anointed, how gifted you are, is monumentally important. Nobody wants somebody to think they're all that in a bag of chips. When you know you're all that in a bag of chips, just operate it. But operate like that. But don't let your, remember that thing, attitude? Don't let it reflect in your attitude. Have humility. Could because greatness becomes yours the moment you become small in your own eyes. When people compliment you, when they say, look, you're gifted, you're anointed, or whatever they're saying, you're talented, whatever they're saying about you, look, say, God bless you, thank you so much. Look, I owe it all to God. It was a gift, because God is the one that gives you power to get wealth, to establish the covenant. Oh my goodness. Proverbs 15:33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. Look, 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 look. It's fun to honor people that are humble about it. Nobody really wants to humble somebody with a bad attitude and think they're all that or condescending. And here Solomon is in Proverbs talking about the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. So before you get honor, you're going to have to humble yourself. Oh my goodness. Proverbs 18, 12. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. And before honor is humility. There it is again. He said it in two different ways, two different verses. 1533, he said, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. Here he also says down in three chapters later, 1812, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. So look, before somebody is destroyed, look, they think they're all that in a bag of chips. Look, they think they're at the top of the ladder, at the top of the mountain, not knowing that everybody wants to get to the top of the mountain and will do whatever they can to knock you off. So you got to remain humble because I was told by a mentor growing up, 
He said, the people you laugh at on the way up is the same people that are going to laugh at you on the way down. Uh-oh, that's going to hurt. That hurt me just remembering that right there. Also, remember this. Your response to a man of God determines heaven's response to you. We're talking about authority figures. Your response to a man or a woman of God determines heaven's response to you. Listen, listen, listen. God honors leadership. And when you uh, respond in humility, Hebrews 13 and 7 and 17 says, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Drop down to verse 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that would be unprofitable for you. Oh, my goodness. Look, don't get mad at me. I didn't write it. So what happens is your response to a man or woman of God determines heaven's response to you. God is going to respond to you for respond for responding well to those who have who are your authority figures, your mentors, your coaches, your pastors, your bishops, your pre look. Those that are mentoring you, those that have some kind of authority over you, when you submit to their authority, there is a response that heaven takes on your behalf for having the right attitude. Remember, it says, those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct, and then we drop down to 17, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Look, those that watch over you, that are shaping, molding your mind, that have greatness that you're connecting to, they're going to have to give an account for that. That's why the Bible says teachers are judged more strictly. That means those that shape and mold your mind. So understand this. When you take the right posture, remember we said posture, that demeanor, when you take that right position, that demeanor, that right posture in that relationship, what happens is, that person that is speaking into your life, that you're connecting to, that you are being humble to, that are submitting to, they have to give account to the almighty God. And what happens is you have a hedge of protection around you because as long as you stay postured in the right place with the right attitude, God will make sure you are protected in that relationship. And then what happens is if the relationship is not for you, whatever is hidden in darkness, will come to light and God will close that door on your behalf and open up a brand new one for you. Oh my goodness. Your response to a man or woman of God determines heaven's response to you. Watch how you view your authority figures. Watch how you're in relationship with them. Watch how you posture yourself to those that have rule or teaching you something that are you're connecting to their greatness. Watch how you respond to that. Also, keep pressing on and receive the eternal rewards that come from those that God has assigned to your life. My goodness. Let me say that again. Keep pressing on and receive the eternal rewards that come from those God has assigned to your life. Look, we talked about, look, there are people that are assigned to you. There are people that are assigned by heaven. 
whether you believe it or not, it is true. That's why this is the principle of ascent. A principle. A principle is something that works whether you believe it or not. Like the principle of the law of gravity, which is really a principle. What goes up must come down. Like you may not believe it, but you can walk off a building and say, I don't believe that what goes up must come down. But you can go down and, and try to decide later as you're going down whether you believe it or not, but you're still going down. The principle works whether you believe it or not. I'm trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this principle of ascent, these 10 principles of relationship work whether you believe them or not. You have to keep pressing on and receive the eternal rewards that come from those God has assigned to your life. Philippians 3, 14 through 15 says, I press toward the goal for the prize. Oh my God. Of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature. Ooh, why they use the word mature? So you got to be mature in this thing. Have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. What did I say? Look, when you have the right posture, the right attitude, the people that uh, uh, are in authority over you or you're connecting to their greatness, they have your best interest at hand. Even if it don't work out, God has a protection in there for you. Keep pressing on, ladies and gentlemen, and receive these eternal rewards that come from those God has assigned to your life. God is going to continue to keep placing the right people in your life, but it's also going to come through your choices. What's going to happen is you need to see the God in them through your choices. Oh my goodness. Remember this, the key that is wrapped up to the door of our destiny is relationships oh that look somebody better hashtag that one too the key that is wrapped up to the door of our destiny your key is wrapped up in the door of destiny is in relationships ladies and gentlemen relationships bottom line i'm telling you your destiny and healthy relationships rely or lie in this door of agreement connecting to greatness covenant to act together in harmony purpose exclusivity transparency full disclosure complete benefit sacrifice giving up your agenda and synergy that interaction of two people to produce that total effect that's greater than individual these things that i've gone over ladies and gentlemen as we get ready to close these have been the secrets to building your futures and stepping into your God-given destiny. I promise you, I can guarantee you, when you pursue the right people, you will never have to look back again. Let the word of God have the final say-so in this series. I'm gonna go through a few scriptures for you right now to close this out and hear me when I tell you this, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Ladies and gentlemen, relationships is in that passage. Beloved, this is God telling you, I wish above all things that you prosper 
prosper don't just mean money. It don't just mean things and stuff. He says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul, as your mind prospers. Healthy relationship is God's mandate for each and every one of our lives. Next scripture, 1 John 4, 7 through 11 says, Beloved, why does God keep calling us beloved? My God, he must love us so much. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He, do, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son in this world, that we might live through him. Relationship. Verse 10 says, in this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse 11 says, beloved, again, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Ladies and gentlemen, relationships is the key to everything. Pursue the right people, and I promised you, you'll never have to look back again. God loved us so much. He was in relationship, wanted to be in relationship with us so much that he gave his only thing that was valuable to him for us. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to give of ourselves to each other. This is talking about mutual benefit toward each other. This is talking about sacrifice, covenant, agreement, exclusivity, transparency, synergy, ascent. This is talking about connecting to the great. This is talking about these 10 principles in 1 John 4, 7 through 11. Next scripture, let God close this thing out. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have people in your life that you are willing to lay down your life for, my question is, why continue the relationship? I get it. We all have acquaintances. We have people that we walk by every day, but there is only a few, a small percentage we call friends. And even in those friends, there's only a few, maybe one or two that could be husband or wife material. Everybody can't be that. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Look, I don't care if you're married, friends, whatever. If you're having people in your life that you wouldn't lay down your life for, why are you continuing a relationship? Why? That means you guys are not connecting on the level to where, look, I love them so much. They have my best interests and I have their best interests so much. They make me better, more than bitter so much that I'm willing to lay my life down for them. I didn't write this, ladies and gentlemen. This is John 15, 13 that says greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. My goodness. Second Corinthians 5, 17 through 18 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. 
the new is here. Verse 18 says all this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, we have a mandate here from 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 18, that we all have a ministry of reconciliation. Listen to me now. This is going to help somebody as we continue to close this out with the word. If we all have the ministry of reconciliation, what does reconciliation mean? Reconciliation means that there is a broken relationship between two people. And both parties, watch this. What is the first principle of relationship? Agreement. So even in the, a broken relationship, even to reconcile, both parties have to agree that there's a breakdown in the relationship. Then if both parties agree that there is a breakdown in the relationship, here is the word of God says we are mandated to reconcile that relationship. We People are not supposed to leave us in pieces. There are too many pieces being left. There are too many bodies laying on the ground of broken relationships. I implore you right now, because this will help your future relationships. And I'm not talking about, you know, if you're girlfriend, boyfriend, y'all broke up, bad breakup, all this kind of stuff. And I'm talking about y'all getting back together. But you are have a mandate that any relationship that where both of you guys agree that there is a breakdown, that the broken, the relationship is broken. You are mandated to make sure you guys are reconciled in a way that both parties can walk away whole. Don't mean y'all together anymore. That both, whether it be friends, personal, romantic, it doesn't matter. That both parties walk away whole and empowered. Remember, the ultimate goal is to make someone better and not bitter. We all, some way, shape, or form, have to clean up a lot of relationships from our past, especially if you know if they're still in your proximity. Whether you're trying to not talk to them, trying to ignore them or not, if both of you agree, and I'm only giving you the word, not my opinion. If God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, and reconciliation means both parties agree there's a breakdown, you both are mandated to make sure that relationship is healed and both parties are leave empowered and not in pieces. My goodness. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 says, and do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Oh, my goodness. There's so many ways I can go with that. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Ladies and gentlemen, why are you continuing relationships where you guys are not going in the same direction? Where you guys are not uh, believing in the same things? Look, where you don't even have the same moral, ethical code. These are going to have, you're going to have problems down the road in every relationship. You have to find like-minded people. Even the Bible says, got to have be with unbelievers. Don't be with somebody that don't believe with, that don't believe in God, because that's going to be a struggle, a, a, a strain, a, a tug of war all day long. Do, watch what you're being yoked to, which means connected 
two. Remember to say connected to the great. That means in your personal relationship, especially in marriages, good God almighty. It pains me to see when couples don't edify each other. When uh, the wife doesn't compliment the husband ever. Oh, he all right. But he never, he doesn't compliment her. They don't compliment each other. It's, it's a sad thing to see. They talk about each other. I've seen it. Couples talking behind their back about their mates. Forget about friends. These are husbands and wives that I've seen this with. Look, why be yoked to those kind of people? If you're going to talk about your mate behind their back and you're talking about everything that they're not and they're not making you better and they're all only making you bitter, why continue relationship? If you have friendships like that, why are you continuing friendships like that? Only because y'all known each other for many years? That that doesn't mean y'all need to stay together. Y'all so y'all gonna be y'all been making each other bitter for many years, but nobody has become better. Oh my goodness, somebody don't like me now, but it's okay. I still love you. We're gonna close this thing out strong. Proverbs 18 to 24 says. One who has unreliable friends. Oh my goodness, don't get mad at me. I didn't write this. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. My God, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close on that scripture right there. One who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin. Ladies and gentlemen, here is another one talking about relationships. If you got people in your life that is unreliable it says by default you will soon come to ruin so that means there's going to be a timetable that if they're unreliable they've been showing themselves unreliable you're going to have a time limit when to get them out of your life or you're going to be ruined don't don't get mad at me i'm only the messenger and then it says on the second half of that scripture but there is a friend ah this is the interesting part about this. It says one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, plural. But the second half says, but there is a friend, a friend, singular, who sticks closer than a brother. Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourself blessed. If you have more than one friend that sticks closer than a brother, because if you hang around unreliable friends, people you call friends, and you don't get them out of your life, and they've shown themselves unreliable, it's the Bible says you will soon come to ruin. But then don't take for granted the friend in your life. And in my case, I have, I have about five to six close friends that were couples that look, they stick closer than brothers. We're always talking, always making sure each other. I consider myself extremely blessed in that way because look, I've lost a best friend. And like I told you before, if he says, I want to pick up where we left off, I am mutually obligated to make sure I reserve that spot for him because what it's about reconciliation. It's about forgiveness. It's about making good choices. It's about having people that make you better and not bitter. Never take for granted that friend, or if you have a couple of them, that friend who sticks closer than a brother, 
but it's very clear right here. And you can see in the, not only in California, but across the United States of America, that many people have unreliable friends and their relationships and lives are going, coming to ruin. But if you want to maintain that great life, that upward descent, that principle of descent, that upward movement, watch out for that friend who sticks closer to the brother. Value that friend that sticks closer to the brother than a brother. Value that friend that you're in agreement with. Value that friend that you're connected to that is great. Value that friend that you're in covenant with that sticks closer to than a brother. Value that friend, ladies and gentlemen, that you are exclusive with, that you are have purpose with. Value that friend that you have transparency with, full disclosure with. Value that friend that there is a mutual benefit towards each other. Value that friend that there is sacrifice where both of you give up your agendas and want your relationship to go to another whole nother level. Value that friend that sticks closer to a brother that where there's synergy that produces an effect that is greater than the relationship. Value that friend as you guys both move, as all your relationships move to that upward ascent, that upward movement toward heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to the final episode, the last episode of the 10 principles for a successful relationship. I thank you all for your support and your responses. Remember, new episodes will release next Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe. And don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing. And also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically, takes 60 to 90 days. 66 to be exact. Practice implementing all 10 principles in your relationships and watch the transformation begin. A special thanks to my man, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group for producing this show. Erica Duff, I can't thank you enough for the artwork. The Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. 18, for the baseline. And my pastor, I love this dude, Pastor Warren Campbell and Lena Bird-Miles. For This Is The Day intro, remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is A Day Facebook page. Or give me feedback on your Instagram stories or what you thought about our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time. This is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. 
You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.